Think about this for just a minute. God, Yahweh, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is looking for something in his creation. And this is what he's looking for. He's looking for people that worship him in spirit and in truth. Tonight, it's our hope that we can help bring you to a place to start to experience worshiping God in spirit and truth by taking a look at a brand new EP release entitled Holy Visitation by North Palm Worship from North Charleston, South Carolina. Well, welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream. I love seeing that little eyeball light up in the left with all of the numbers of those that are watching and the hearts that are coming. It is Thursday night, and we're going to get ready to kick off the weekend. We're going to shift gears. You know, you can't put God's spirit in a box. And as you've learned with us over here at Raven's Heart, can't put us in a box either. You know that we always kind of tend to move towards the heavy. Well, tonight we're going to move towards the heavy in a different way, and that's with the worship team, the worship ministry from North Palm Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. And with us tonight, I've got De- Tim and Deborah. There I am making uh, bloopers, something for the <laughs> blooper reel right there. Tim and Deborah from the North Palm Worship Team, welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream. Thank you so much for having us, Glenn. Yes, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Hey, we've got comments coming in already, and I've got to put these up here. We've got Tiffany McGinnis-Shelton, and this girl can rock. She is from the Last Trumpet Band out of North Carolina. She says, hey, y'all, and here's something that I want everybody to know. Today is Tiffany's birthday. So happy birthday, Tiffany. We've got Yvette with us. Hello. And I think you might know this person because I've done my homework and I've learned some of the names of the people on the worship tree. We've got Casey saying, woo-hoo. So (laughs) here we go. Go. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube live, go ahead and Tiffany says woohoo too. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button down at the bottom because that helps us get this out to the world. There's this thing called an algorithm that we have to defeat and we're, we're doing it. God's showing the increase with what we've been doing here. So go ahead and subscribe. So Deborah and Tim, before we delve into the depths of your new EP, Holy Visitation, can you tell us a little bit about the worship ministry at North Palm and the term Levite, which you associate with this ministry that God has called you to? Yes. So we're so excited to be able to share with you guys. And yes, North Palm Church has been around uh, for quite a while. It has um, you know roots years and years ago, but the worship ministry is something that we're both very passionate about. And we just, you know, we call it Levites because in the Old Testament, uh, the the ones that um, were the priests and the ones that cared for, you know, the the temple, the presence of God, all of that uh, were Levites and they were entrusted, they were set apart. And so it was actually our 
mentor before he handed off the baton to me, yes. uh, Captain Keith Henderson. Mm. And he uh, actually was the one who really felt led by the Holy Spirit to call it Levite Ministries. So a lot of the media ministry and the worship ministry is all under that name, we call it. Captain Keith, what, can you explain that? I find that fascinating. Captain, where, is that what you just called him? Or nickname yeah. that we ended up giving him because he just um, he has that he has that like that persona. captain persona. You know, yeah. like he's a, he's a leader, yeah, uh, and he's he's sincere, he's authentic as I'll get out, and uh, you know he he led the Levite ministry for years before I had even gotten here, and. Uh, you know, everything that we are today started, you know, with him years ago and the yeah, stories. So, yeah, he still is a part of North Palm. He's now moved to, you know, uh, different ministries that the Lord's put on his heart. Yeah, Keith Allen Henderson, shout out. And so he is and you know, he does a lot with finance. Um, so he um, does a lot of ministry with that. And he also does Braveheart Breakfast, which is for the yeah. men and really training up men. And so, um, but he actually used to be the the senior worship pastor, Keith and Angela Henderson. And Angela is actually now the lead um, for the prophetic ministry here at North Palm. And so he poured into us. And what I love is that he never felt a competition with the next generation. Yeah. He always empowered us. Okay. And so he prayed and he just felt like it was his time to step down and he felt it was my time to take lead. And so he just passed it and um, the other leaders were in agreement and it was just a privilege. And so since then um, about well, what year would you say? 2013, maybe 20, 2012, something, that is, something yeah. like that. 20, 2012 um, is when I started taking the lead um, of the worship ministry here. So now I'm the worship and creative director here. And so, uh, but everything that we know um he, he basically made his ceiling our floor, which is so amazing to have a generational type of mindset instead of like a competition with the next and upcoming generation. Yeah. Like let's compete on styles or let's compete on, you know, preferences instead. No, let's empower the next generation. Let's raise them up. Let's train them and let's empower them. And that's exactly what he did. And so that was amazing. Yeah. I like that you say that because what true leadership is, what you're doing as a leader, as much as we hate to admit it, is we are training our replacements. That's yeah. something that we've talked about on past editions uh, that we did in addition with Adam Oxendine, um, who's got a leadership podcast, very extensive background in leadership. And we we're talking about that, that it's about the next generation, the continuity of things. And uh, we've got Tiffany. She says, love that uh, she calls her or her uh, servitude a privilege so it is a privilege to serve the lord absolutely so let's go back uh you were talking about the history and the roots and i was reading this on the internet so you have to tell me whether or not this is fact or if it's fake news that the history of north palm actually started in a house worship setting back in what we will call today, the 1900s, around the 1920s. So is this fact or is it fake news? No, this is this is true. So it started out as uh, from it was the fruit of a tent revival. So that was um, before World War Two. And so then from there, it it started um, a house church and then it progressed. And now 
it's North Palm. And so, but North Palm officially became North Palm in 2010. But we, you know, the legacy that was carried from this house church takes, you know, all the way to the 1900s. So it's so cool that we have um, so much history here in Charleston specifically. It's not, you know, we get a lot of, um, you know, church planners come from other places, but I love that it was, it was here. It started here and it's yeah. for here. And um, it's really cool. Homegrown. Homegrown. Yeah. It just goes to show that the truth, and there, there's a scriptural truth to this, is that a lot of times the seeds that we plant, it's like training the next generation. You know, we can't get all upset about it. We may not even see the fruit or the full fruition of those seeds that we plant. And those people back in the 1920s in that house worship, really, they were just being obedient to God. And they are probably right now, well, I know they're now in that great cloud of witnesses watching and cheering on everything that's going on, excited about what you are doing and what God is doing through North Palm. And, you know, I want, I want to bring this up as a highlight in what we're talking about, because I know there's a lot of people that watch us that are involved in ministry, and we get so caught up in today's mentality of, hey, it's going to be instantaneous, instant overnight success, and it's going to be awesome. And we've got almost a 100 years, almost a century of plowing and growing and watering and tearing weeds out to get to where we're at now with what you're doing at North Palm. And that is so so encouraging. Now, here's something else that I find fascinating about the ministry team at North Palm. Not only do you create an atmosphere of worship that invites the Holy Spirit by playing and singing worship songs, but God releases worship songs through you. And I've taken a look at the picture. And when I've been in services on Sunday, I see like all these different people all the time. So how does this work with all of these different people that are a part of the ministry? What in the world does the songwriting process look like for that? That's a great question. Yes. Well, first we had to discover that we even had a passion for songwriting. Yeah. And I love, I think it was Rick Pino. Um, he is a worship leader out of Texas. And he said, you know, why be an echo when you can be a voice? Mm. And so he's specifically talking about songwriting. And so we have noticed, you know, some, not everyone who's called to worship leading doesn't automatically assume, we can't assume that they're called to songwriting. And there might be pe people who are called to songwriting that aren't even called to lead worship. Yeah, that's very true. They could just be, you know, song songwriters. And one thing that I love that Jeremy Riddle who he is a worship leader in California, he says that worship leaders should be the greatest theologians. Mm. So when we write songs, we should actually be writing the greatest theology, you know, and making clear that theology. So as people are singing it, it actually, the repetition is the key for memorization. So we take scriptures and we can, you know, do that. And yeah. so it's been a process for us because, you know, we haven't always known who is really passionate and who is called for it. And so now that we've actually tapped into who has that call in their life, it's, it's actually a smaller group of people so not everybody has that passion and that's totally fine. And so what we've done is created a small songwriting group that will get together and we'll pray. We um, yeah, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what is he doing? And we also stuff that happens live. Yeah. We remember what happens live. The so spontaneous moments in worship. We'll take those things and sometimes we just record them or sometimes we will remember them or write them down. Well, most of the time we try not to ever let those moments that the Holy Spirit moves in worship 
uh, just fall to the wayside um, because they create victory and they create breakthrough in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can take that that same thing and, and we can, you know, continue to seek God on that and, and cultivate it into something that we can, you know, push out even further than just a Sunday uh, service. And so we'll sometimes exactly. get together and work based off of those ideas. Yeah, we well. might be like, man, did you did you feel the presence of God on that line that we sang? Maybe we need to really go after that. Yeah. And so usually it's a lot of like work. It's a lot of, you know labor of love, you know, in worship, you know, as a lifestyle is, is, is obedience. And so it's being obedient. If the Lord's asking us to song, right, that will pay attention to what he highlights. And then we actually want to write a song ab- about that. And so it might be one chorus that's already written from a spontaneous part. Right. And then we get together with this group that we've uh, formed relationships with each other. We know each other's strengths. Right. So one person might be the best lyricist and the other person might be better with melody. The other person might be better with, you know, making sure it's tasteful, you know, things like that. So we've come to know what we each are bringing to the table. Then we're able to work together and it's not competitive. It's not a competition. Yeah. It's it's how can we make this complete? And the best songs have been when we've co-written. Yeah. Uh, the co-writing has been absolutely amazing. Learning the strengths, working with one another, uh, creating something you know sometimes from scratch or then sometimes from ideas and then i think sometimes what's really amazing too is you know um some things are so like holy spirit inspired that you you might show up to a session when we're all together and and there's a whole song that's already written and so it could just be refined or there's sometimes where we'll get together and write something and think okay Let's sit on it a little bit. Let's pray about it. Let's worship. Um, sometimes we'll even try stuff out. Yeah, we'll try it out live and see if like, is this connecting? Is this really, you know, and working? Then we'll go back to the drawing board and kind of write some more. And then there's times where uh, we've thought, man, we need to work on this more. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, no, like that was that's exactly what I wanted to be. And, you know, it's funny, even as songwriters, sometimes you want to write and be so you know, artistic and poetic with your words. And that's, and that matters. It's great. It's an art form and, and the Lord uses that, but there are some times where something needs to be so simplistic and you just let it be what it is. And, right. uh, you know, really praying and, and following the Holy spirit for that. Cause the ultimate thing is not like what I want to be a, you know, a great songwriter in that sense. The ultimate thing is I want to, I, I want to be a vessel that the Lord uses to, to write music or to, to, you know, create, songs that that give people an experience uh, an encounter or yeah where we're going to get into in a few moments a holy visitation yeah and things exactly. like that yeah you know before we started the edition tonight as i was praying and preparing and god was showing me and just it resonated in me that talent will only take you so far oh it's man. the anointing of the holy spirit and the holy spirit you know because as we were talking before we do this i get nervous be- before i do every one of these and it's it's god's spirit that takes over you know i'm more of an introvert you know i'd rather be reading books and you know doing something like that listening to music than doing this but then when i step into this god takes over and the spirit and starts to move and i'm like wow that was pretty cool and then i have to go through the whole breakthrough process over and over again and and deborah one of the things that you said about being a theologian the, the 
theology behind worship music that just really clicked with me when Jesus said that we must worship God. We must. He said it's a command. We must worship him in spirit and in truth. And that is that key of that theology. We just can't make stuff up about God. It has to be based in the truth of who he is and his nature, which is so very, very important. So I'm going to ask a hypothetical question for our viewers that uh, are watching and those that are listening. Let's say I played the cowbell and I wanted to become a member of the worship ministry. How does somebody become a member of the worship ministry? Because I'll tell you what, all of you have awesome talent. Is there an audition process or selection process? How does it work and how can somebody become a part of the worship ministry at North Palm? Well, that is so sweet of you to even like have this hypothetical, but we, (laughs) (laughs) we, um, have basically adopted what, Captain Keith has taught us. So um, first of all, we um, we want people to be a part of this ministry um, who are members of North Palm, meaning that they go to an encounter. We have an encounter um, that is basically um, just this time for people to connect with God in a personal way. And then we have a discipleship program where they can actually get plugged into small groups. So we really want everyone, if they want to become a Levite, that they first go through um, that encounter, have an encounter with the Lord, um, have daily encounters with the Lord, and um, and then also go through discipleship um, and become part of small groups. But we also have auditions, and we hold those auditions once to twice a year. And so we have, you know, a, a, you know, different people, they sign up through the website, through the information desk as well. And then they come to um, the audition. They have um, a whole form filled out where they can share their history with God, um, how long they've had a history with the Lord, what exactly they're auditioning for. Sometimes it's an instrument, sometimes it's a vocal, sometimes it's both and or a cowbell we've never actually had anybody audition for a cowbell oh yeah that would be very interesting i think you know i've never seen that done except for you know i'm just saying you might make the cut i'm just saying (laughs) make a joyful noise what can i say yeah exactly yeah yeah we have a couple people who have never um actually been on stage but they play their instrument from out there. And one of which is a longtime Levite's father. His name is um, Tracy, Power. Tracy, Tracy Power, and he has a whistle. And so when it gets really powerful, he'll just blow that whistle. We know, oh, God's God's, God's in the room. Okay. He showed up because he blew his whistle. So we don't encourage anybody to bring cowbells. Okay. <laughs> I, I see that Casey, Casey knows the, the whistle well all too well and now i now i know what that is because the first time i was there i was like okay that's that's cool because i'm into the whole joyful noise thing yeah, uh, yeah. yeah for real for real yeah. we are that's great, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I think I'll reserve the cowbell for, for what I do outside and, and <laughs> to spare my daughter the embarrassment of dad getting on the stage oh with the cowbell. Goodness, that, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into some theology a little bit before we get to, to Holy Visitation. You know, when we use the word worship, people often think of music and it just kind of stops there. But worship is more than just music. Can you kind of take us a little bit beyond the music and talk to us about what worship is, the depth of worship? What does it really mean to worship God? 
Uh, it's interesting. I actually just had the privilege to to speak here um, a couple of Sundays ago, and I ministered from the subject of uh, worship and, and what that really looks like. And the the base scripture was what we were just talking about. Um, the funny thing about that scripture is it says that that's what the Lord is searching for is those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And then it kind of led me on this wild chase where I was looking at some things and I I, I, dis- I discovered, I'm not gonna say I'm the only person that's ever discovered it, but I discovered like the first, the first place that the word worship is mentioned in our English Bible is in the story of Abraham and Isaac. And I, I found that really fascinating, especially in the way it was used because, um, you know, he, he's, He's telling his servants to stay here with the donkeys and that him and his son are going to go up the mountain. They're going to worship and then they're going to return. And uh, not to preach a message about it, but uh, when I was looking up that word in its original text, it's the word Shaha, which basically means to bow low. And as I begin to study more and you look into it um, and even how it's used in the Greek, you can see where. It basically means to bow low and to lay prostrate on the ground, on your face uh, before the Lord. And really, worship is not just music, right? Like, like, like what we're talking about. It's a lifestyle. It's the way that we live in a place of big God and little me. And, and, and what I mean by me is flesh, not belittling us, right? right, right, right. But uh, and, and, uh the, the most beautiful thing I think about that is when we live in that way, everything that we do uh, becomes worship and God receives the glory from it. And and so for us, I, I feel like um, just how we move together in the worship ministry of music and um, or even on the mountain of arts and entertainment. However, you know, uh, the reality just boils down to that uh, worship is a, is a lifestyle that says it's not about me. It's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so therefore, um, it's not if it's not about me, then it's not even necessarily about my gift because our gift will take us places our character won't keep us. And and if it's about the Lord, then what happens is that relationship with the Lord begins to form our character and we can become those uh, that grow mature, which is exactly what he's desiring. I think the greatest goal of God in a lifestyle of worship is for us to be conformed to the image of Christ. Um, and, and that should be all of our goal. And as we do that, uh, we become mature, our character changes, and I feel like our, our worship becomes contagious, our lifestyle, the way that we live. It's, it's kind of a bigger picture that right. I'm trying to put in a nutshell. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that is great. Yeah, to me, it's just obedience. Yeah. It's just um, saying, I'm not going to allow the culture of the world to disciple me, I'm going to allow the Bible, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to disciple me. Because either way, we're going to be discipled. Right. Whether we realize it or not, wow. even in our passivity, we are being discipled by the culture. So we can either allow whatever the news, whatever social media is telling us about God, about ourselves, about the world we live in, that's either you know what becomes our focal point or it's Nothing new is under the sun. We learn that in the Bible. It tells us that. So it's like, if we know nothing is new, that means anything we're facing now, 
the Bible has something relevant for it, yeah. you know? And so we have to understand the context. We actually under, have to understand the cultural context of what is in the Bible that we're reading so we can understand how it applies. And that's why a relationship with the Holy Spirit is so important because we could be so easily deceived. And so worship is being obedient to being discipled by the word of God and not by the culture or anything else or anyone else's opinions. It's really about getting back to the basics. Wow. Wow, that is so profound. So even then, the job that you have, your your secular vocation, if you will, doing that and doing it as unto the Lord, that is worship. Everything that you do, every breath that you take, every thought that you have, it's it's an act of worship. It's not just gathering together on a Sunday and and lifting hands. It's a lifestyle. And Correct me if I'm wrong. If somebody's truly worshiping during the week, then when they get together corporately, do you generally see an overflow of that? Is that, is that what would happen? Yeah. Well, two or three who are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst of them. So there's automatic power when we join together. Right. And uh, I think, too, like, you know, that like you were saying, the worshiping during the, the week, that overflow that happens is because that, that lifestyle of worship is creating history with God. And when you take your history and my history, her history and everybody's history, and we put, put it all together, we create this, this is amazing moment where there's this overflow of worship and joy and yeah. the presence. And it's a, it's a really powerful thing. Wow. Wow. We've got some comments that have come in. I've got an emoji and I'm not a very good emoji reader, but this is Joshua, Joshua Gale. You, um, that looks like a, a French horn right there. So that's, yes, that's, joyful that's what that noise. Like. Yes. Joyful noise. Please don't bring a French horn. Please. <laughs> here. Yeah. Josh, Josh is a, is a Levite here. Your friend Kong. and a brother of ours. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And we have our good friend, Jermaine Nixon. He is from Georgia with the band Tricord. And he says, what's up? Hey, Jermaine, welcome to the live stream tonight. Hey, Keep up, on rocking, brother. And Joshua, he's he's laughing there. So there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany says, big God, little me. So many layers of revelation to that simple statement to be revealed to believers through their walk. That is so important. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm eventually going to do something with this in another format for something else that's going to be coming out of Litho's Cry. But one of the things that I see, we get so confused with, okay, God is big and I'm little in my flesh, but that does not mean that he does not value me. That, you know, I, I hear all too often a lot of preachers saying, well, God could do it without you. He doesn't need you. Well, yeah, that's true. There's the aseity of God, but he wants to. He right. wants to work with us as sons and daughters. And that's something that has been so damaging to people. I'm going to save all of that for a later date. So stand by on that one. But I have to ask this question. Because I've observed it, and I want to get some a little bit more insight myself. I've, I've observed it, and you have confirmed it, is that there is a definite relationship between the release of worship through music and then moving into the realm of the prophetic. There's a direct correlation that I've seen. What is going on in people's hearts when that happens? What's going on in the world that we don't see? Can you give us some insight into that? Yeah, well... That is a great question. I feel like that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, like having experienced the first time I believe that I ever experienced a prophetic worship moment 
was when I was about 13 years old and I was at the call, which Lou Engle, if you've ever heard of him, he's like a, he's a head of a prayer movement. So amazing. And he put together this event and brought in people like Misty Edwards from International House of Prayer, Rick Pino from Texas, Brian and Jen Johnson from Bethel. Um, so many other amazing people. Um, even Eddie James was there who he travels with Sean Foyt now. And so this was a packed day of intercession and I've never seen worship and intercession quite like this before. And they released so many so many prophetic moments in worship that I knew when I went home, I was never going to be the same. I was like, wait, you can see, like you can actually sing what God is feeling and saying like right now, like David, you know, you could actually have that. Like yeah. that. I want that. I don't want to just sing like, Lord, I lift your name on high. I don't want to just sing that. I want to sing like, what is, and this, so that I'm dating, like this was way back in the day, but so I don't want to just sing like a popular worship song. I want to sing what's on the Lord's heart. So that's what, you know, the spirit of pros, uh, prophecy is, is the testimony of Jesus, you right. know, being able to see and feel what the Lord sees and feel and release it at that moment. So that doesn't always mean like it's a brand new song. Mm. Sometimes it's just going back to an old chorus that God's breathing on. But basically for me, what it is, is during my week, during my every day, like being sensitive to the spirit and the presence of God. And so just asking the Lord to show me what's on his heart. What, what's, you know, what is he thinking about? Whatever is moving on the earth. What, what is he do? What is he thinking about it? What is he wanting me to partner with him in prayer? What is, you know, and so, even Jesus told um, Peter, you know, the enemy wants to sift you like wheat. And I pray that your faith may may uh, sustain you. And so I feel like, you know, the Lord wants us to partner in prayer in moments like that, you know, for faith to sustain people, for people to overcome, for, um, you know, identity crisis to be resolved one moment in God's presence. And I've been praying for that, like that just when we sing, that we spent so much time with the Lord, that we've just been uh, going after his heart so much and his heart is for people and his yeah. heart is for restoration with his people. And so I want to partner with that. So if I can release that mm -hmm. and I can partner with what he's doing. And sometimes we come on the stage and we have no idea. We, we leave room for the Holy spirit. We give him the room. We want him to, to um, we don't want to rely on a uh, forward court, four chord um, progression and a well-known chorus. We want to rely on the Holy Spirit. So sometimes it can be awkward when you first start. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it could be like just waiting on the Holy Spirit. Like how long did they wait on Pentecost? You know, they waited and they waited and they waited. Yeah. And so those who wait on the Lord, he promises us that he will renew our strength. Yeah. And so I feel like sometimes in Western Christianity, we fast forward the worship because we're like, okay, time's up, got to move on. <laughs> and he's just like, you're just now getting into the presence of God. Like your, your mind is just now settling down to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. So yeah. it's just like being sensitive to him and wanting him more than we want our timetables, if that makes sense. And yeah. I don't know how, what it feels like to you when you're tapping into that prophetic worship. I learned a lot about it um, specifically from being close to Deborah, and um, you know, she's the worship apostle over the house and um, having the opportunity to be close to her and really 
she's like a, she's my sister. She's, she's my sister. And, um, you know, we would have these conversations and, and so she would ask me questions. Do you see anything? Do you hear anything? Like, you know, it seemed like you might've had something. And so like the Lord would start speaking to me something and I wasn't quite sure how to move with that. Um, and sometimes it, like she said, it could be a course or even there's times where, um, it could be a, something that just needs to be saying to touch one person in the room, but because yes. God cares, he yes. wants to touch that one person in that place of healing and, and, and speak peace to their storm in the room. And um, it's just learning to cultivate an ear to hear the spirit yes. and then trusting that in the moment, which sometimes I think, you know, it, it can be tough because we, we create worship sets and we have songs and, and we, we do, you know, have time and things of that nature and we want to move in decent and in order and all of that stuff. But ultimately, ultimately, and what trumps any and everything is what Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? Exactly. What do you want to say? And it can become awkward. I remember there was a time where it, you know, we were flowing into something and, and then it would just kind of we be like, man, what's going on, Holy Spirit? What are you we saying? We didn't even know how to navigate it. Yeah. We would just feel like maybe a scripture drop yeah. or maybe we just felt something like we felt God's heart for somebody. We felt like he wanted people to, you know, maybe know that they were overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And yeah. so we need to start testifying. And so we would feel that. But how to lead that in a corporate setting, that takes that just takes time. It takes yeah. time to develop that and plus authority. And so and we're thankful to have apostles that yes. give us the ability, you know, uh, and the freedom to, you know, and they and they trust us, you know, yes. to to be able uh, to flow into yes. that. And and, and we know now how to do that. Yeah, because there was times <laughs> when we started where, we you know, let's be honest, you know, apostle pulls to the side and say, OK, you missed it. You know, yeah. Or or I think you were having your own personal prayer time. Mm. And that's not really what that's for. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're leading people into that into that encounter, into that presence of, of God. And so if we want the Holy Spirit to have the room on a Sunday morning, do we give the Holy Spirit our entire lives from morning to evening? You know, do we let him, you know, take our mind off of our circumstances or our screaming, crying kids? <laughs> and and maybe he puts on our heart someone to pray for and intercede for in that moment. Do we actually obey that? Do we actually start praying for that person? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, Lord, right now, show up wherever they need, whatever they need that for. I just feel in my heart, Lord, send angels, you know, whatever. And so do we do that? Do we? Do we give that moment where he just is drawing and tugging our hearts to have some private worship with yeah, him and right. just to mute um, all the other distractions, turn the TV off, turn Instagram off, turn, you know, TikTok off, whatever, and really get into the presence of God and just close the door, all distractions and really just just love on God, just like we would in a, in a room in front of, you know, hundreds of people. Would we do that privately? Yeah. And if we do that privately then we have authority and that we can actually lead people and the Holy Spirit moves on that because we do it privately. It's just like, oh, I give you Holy Spirit this moment. And it's, you know, these two hours, you know, but we don't do that the rest of the week. Right. Because mm -hmm. if we do it the rest of the week, God shows up differently on those moments when we give him the room. Yeah, we'll if that makes sense. We'll become familiar with his voice in, right, in that right. way. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, if I if I call you every day for a week yeah. and my number is blocked, you're eventually going to be like, oh, OK, I remember the voice. I know. This but if voice, I don't call yeah. you for a year 
And I'm like, hey, and you're like, who's this? Because you don't yeah. recognize my voice. So it's the time that we spend in the presence cultivating yeah. that and becoming familiar with how the Holy Spirit is is speaking and then not putting them in a box either. Yeah. Like like you right. were saying, it's very important. And also each worship leader has a strength. So some some worship leaders, they they um, there are some people that are more prophetic. They're yeah. in the office of prophet. And there are some that are more apostolic. There are some that are more pastoral. So they really are after the father's heart. There are some that are more evangelistic and some that are more teacher. And so knowing the gifts of each person, like I know, you know, several of the team, they they're really great at exhortation. And when they release like this, this proclamation, this or exhortation to lift the, uh, the name of Jesus high, you know, to encourage the people to focus on what's happening right there. Yeah. Something happens, something breaks. There's some people that they'll release a scripture and it's like, whoa, I've never heard the scripture released like that before right. because it's their gift, you know? So if we know the, the worship leader's gift as well, then, then they're set up for success too. Yeah, definitely. What you're saying is so profound, and we're going to let the Spirit move and just kind of go with this, and we're going to go as long as the Spirit takes us. We're on no time limits tonight. I don't have to get to the Golden Corral buffet right now and and, and stop everything uh, like some people want to do on Sunday morning. We're getting a lot of comments because what you're saying is striking a lot of nerves. You probably just saw we're getting really serious. I put my glasses on so I can read these comments, um, and I want to go over them, and I want to thank you again for coming on because what Raven's Heart is and what we're doing at Lithos Cry. This is a prophetic arts ministry. This is a prophetic arts podcast and live stream. And you're hitting right on the core nerve of what the prophetic is and living in the prophetic. And I just want to encourage our listeners and viewers, what they were saying about spending time with the Lord and understanding His voice is so key to today because there are so many voices out there that sound like Jesus, but it's not. And we can talk more about that at a later time. Jermaine says they are hitting it hard tonight. I love them already. <laughs> Tiffany says, yes, no boxes. Yes, we do not like boxes. Well, I serve the God who created the box. There you go. There you go. Um, Tiffany also says, train them up in the way they should go. That applies to ministry leadership too, not just children. Le relationship of trust in the training ground is so important in raising up our replacements. You know, I was having that conversation with somebody the other day about ministry. And when you start doing something, when you start those steps of obedience, like you were saying, oh, you know, where they were, where you're getting the critique, hey, I think you're having your own personal prayer time up there. When we start doing those things, it's kind of awkward. It's like an albatross in a lot of ways. And I want to remind everybody that it says it's the steps of the righteous man are ordered of God, not the leaps, bounds, and jumps over tall buildings like Superman. It's, it's step by step. Wow. Jermaine also says, I literally say the same thing about the West church we are too focused on rock star status and our own schedule there is a move of the spirit happening that is shifting the flow of our culture being sensitive to the holy spirit is absolute in this confusing loud time okay. that is so true that is, that is spot on. I, you know, that's why I love doing these live streams. We get this interaction. And then Joshua says, the, the guy with the emoji earlier, the French horn says, thankful for gracious leaders. And that is so important to have gracious leaders um, that are leading you and training you up to do these things. It's, it's right. very difficult just to kind of go out there and do it yourself. And then Gabrielle says, amazing. 
Um, Casey also said, well, we, we're going back. We got so many, uh, so many comments here. So true to what you were saying. Jermaine also said, I love prophetic worship so deep and intimate. I'm all about it myself, flowing and interceding in worship. Yeah. And Norma, thank you for joining us on this live stream. Love you guys. The prophetic worship conquer and overflow in all situations. Uh, a little Spanish in there. Talking about it. That actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so blessed for this amazing, uh, for these amazing worshipers who live 24 seven in the chambers of the supernatural way of living presence and all things changes. And we see his love and who he is. And that's what I want to share with our viewers and our listeners. We are not talking about religion. We are not talking about a church system. We are talking about a supernatural encounter with God. We are talking about God working supernaturally. Um, he does that today. There are miracles for today. There are prophets today. There are apostles today. Uh, if that were not the case, it would not be in Scripture, and Paul would have not talked about it as, as much as he did. It's so important to realize that and to walk in the authority. And really, unfortunately, because we've discounted those things, most of the Western church has been become like the Sadducees, where they're just seeking religious power and anything supernatural, just toss it to the side. Uh, so why bother believing anything anyway? It's just a ritual. But God is so real. He is alive. His spirit is moving, and it's important for us, as they were saying, for us to listen to the spirit of God. So let's get to the EP. I know that everybody's been waiting with bated breath, <laughs> bated breath for the EP, but wait, we got one more comment. Joey says, we're discussing about making a new sound and crescendo in our services. In order to make an effect sound, we have to be led in spirit and truth and true, authentic worship. Amen. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Holy visitation. Um, it's funny because the first time I encountered the worship ministry at North Palm, I said to my son and daughter when we left, I was like, they need to put out an album. And then two or three weeks later, you announced, hey, we just put out Holy Visitation. I was like, okay. I was like, the, the ear's working good. I can, I, can, I can pick up the sound good. So when you were putting the CP together, what is it that you wanted to demonstrate through the music about God? And what is the message that you want to get across through the music of Holy Visitation? That's another loaded question. <laughs> I work so, hard on these. <laughs> you, you're amazing. So we uh, actually, fun fact, that EP was planned and uh, live recorded. It was planned about two weeks in advance, yep. one day live recording, and then we had um, about four weeks to put it all together and release it. So we're talking about six weeks from start to finish and we were done. Yep. And so we had um, already, we had a couple, you know, six of the songs already written from um, a previous just season where a lot of the team, we wrote these songs because we needed these songs. Yes. You know, um, Ivana Hill, she wrote, um, she came up with a lot of the idea for same God. And that was, you know, and so it was a co-write, but she, she already had the most, um, the biggest part of the idea. It was yeah. her baby, you know? And so we, we had that song talking about the same God who parted the seas is the same God that's fighting for me. And so it goes on to say so many other things. And it, 
that kind of correlates with what you're just saying. You know, it's the same God as the the New Testament that talks about the apostles and prophets and teachers and all of those things. It's the same God. And so we we had that song. We had several other songs. Um, a young man in our in the worship ministry who plays piano had been uh, faithfully serving the Lord about 21 years old. He got a brain tumor out of nowhere, and so. We're like, okay, Lord. So we went to we went to, we went to battle. Yes, we went to war for him because we're like, there ain't, there's no way on God's green earth that He is leaving this early. So we started warring for him. And so in that in that time, we've all been through some things. We've all encountered the God of the valley, mm-hmm. and just as much as we've encountered the God of the mountain. Exactly. And so he is the lily of the valley. He is the beautiful things in the really dry and horrible seasons. He yeah. is the good in in all of the chaos. And so um, I, I was sitting there one night and I, I just felt like, you know, I had been brewing on this idea of, you know, that he's the God who is acquainted with our suffering. He's acquainted with our sorrows. You know, it, scripture talks about how Jesus, you know, he went through all of those things. You know, he even after Lazarus died and he cried, you know, even knowing he was about to resurrect him, <laughs> you know, he literally knew that, but he still felt that human experience and that emotion. And, um, so we wrote the song you that just from that experience of him fighting cancer and now he's completely uh, healed Woo. and uh, he's tumor free, cancer free. Yes. And he you, is Jesus. healthy and the Lord is so good and he worked everything out. And so there's several other songs, you know, another song, Your Presence, that was written again, just that that spontaneous moment where we were contending for people's healing. And it says, your presence, your presence, your presence is the breakthrough I'm needing, is the healing that's coming. And so if we know that he's our ever-present help in time of need, and it goes into that bridge, which is my very favorite part, says, you know, neither death nor life nor angels or demons, fears of today or thoughts of tomorrow can separate us from your love. I'm convinced of this one thing, no power in the heavens, no power below, none of creation, nothing that I know can separate me from your love. And so we we had all of these songs. And so we recorded them one Saturday and then we did not have holy visitation yet. Yeah, it wasn't even. It was going to be called something else. Yeah. And it was going to have a whole different, you know, but we recorded them live and we flowed and we just, you know, went after the presence of God. We didn't have like total structure, you know, three minutes and 43 seconds song, you know, perfect for radio notes. Some of the songs are like 12 minutes, you know. <laughs> and so we just waited on the Lord and just flowed in that regard. And it was literally like the, Maybe the week later, I was sitting in my room and I was just, I felt the presence of God so strongly. And it wasn't like this crazy, like, you know, cloud descended from heaven or like this burning bush. And, you know, and he said, take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. It was nothing like that. You know, my kids were like screaming in the other room. My husband was like down the hall doing something. (laughs) I had the door open. It was like, no, like, no like perfect moment mm. but i just felt the presence of god in the room and i was just like i i just gotta make some room for you lord i just gotta get my heart on you so i just started i just started worshiping i started singing my you know my own song whatever would come out and literally from start to finish holy visitation came in in that moment yeah. and i i immediately recorded it acapella 
in like three different keys. I just picked three different keys and then I send it to to Rice and I'm like, hey, I just had this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also sent it to uh, the young man that battled with cancer. His name's Dallas. And I said, hey, um, you think you could add some chords to this? <laughs> and so he added some chords to it. And um, that was a Thursday night. And so that Sunday morning, I was like, you know, I just feel like we should add this to the worship set. <laughs> the drummer never heard of it. The bass player never heard of it. Never. They thought it was just, we call it a little ditty, Ivana Hill, who who wrote same God. She, whenever she comes up with a little two-liner, she calls it a little ditty. A little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they thought it was just a little ditty. All of a sudden I started singing this verse, chorus, bridge. It was a finished song. And they were like, what in the world? How are we supposed to, you know, do that? And so the drummer, he, he had never even written drum parts before Nothing. for a song. And so he just wrote them that Sunday morning. In practice. We, <laughs> in we know, practice. We, just so you know, it's from eight to nine o'clock is practice. And we got songs yes. that we select. And it was just like, man, something, you know what? We're just going to go after this, play those chords. And then that's yeah. how it And we literally dropped the other song that we had already practiced. We had already gone through. And we're just like, you know, we just filled this song. We're supposed to do it. So we did that song. And the sound engineer who uh, produces all of the, and records all of the, the album, he said, Deborah, I feel like that's supposed to be on this album. And I said, really? Oh, man. Yeah, we've already recorded it. And so I thought that was it. But then we had an upcoming practice that Tuesday and we we're like, well, you know, we could stay a little later and yeah. just record it real quick. Ask the, you know, the camera guys, if y'all stay a little later. And so they, everybody agreed it all worked out. And so then Holy Visitation became a part of the EP. And then we felt the Holy Spirit really lay on our hearts. About five of us prayed about it. And we, we felt that that was supposed to be the name because that's kind of what we're as the church we're experiencing yeah. like we're kind of in the upper room, like the second upper room. And we're just like, God, like, that's what we need. Like, there's no, there's no political leader. There's no pastor. There's no, you know, mom, dad, fill in the blank that can supplement what only God can do. We need you to show up and show out. We need your presence. We need your presence. And so we just felt like that was the theme. And so that's kind of the the story behind that. And it was not supposed to, that wasn't even supposed to be a song. Yeah. And so that just came together in one week. Wow. <laughs> Again, you guys are striking a chord. We've got a lot of comments that I want to go through, and then we're going to take a sneak peek, listen to a segment of Holy Visitation. And we're going to do a segment because I want people to go to your sites to actually stream the whole thing. I want to give them a taste so that they can go and, and then uh, partake of the rest of it. Casey says, we keep Holy Visitation on repeat at night playing in our kids' rooms as they sleep. That's awful. That is really neat. You know, it, 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 I love the melody of that song because when I wake up in the morning and as I've been preparing for this, it just keeps, it's simple but profound and it just keeps going through my head. And we'll talk more about Holy Visitations in a minute. But uh, Jermaine says, I am so coming for a visit to be a part of that worship. Jermaine, come on out to Charleston. Um, we, we, we'll have some shrimp and grits. Well, I won't because I'm allergic to shrimp, but we'll have some grits and we'll... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm from I'm from Connecticut. You know, I I mean, I'll have a cheeseburger or something. Um, and so, Jermaine, come on out. Yeah, those that are watching that are not in the Charleston area, you need to come experience what's going on here. Um, 
especially those of you that are musicians that operate in the prophetic, that, that have a hunger for that, you need to see what I've been seeing on Sunday mornings. And that's why we're doing this. I had to share this with everybody. So come on out. David says, I think I know David too. I've seen him at North Palm. I love Holy Visitation. So proud of you guys. And Jermaine says, that's good stuff. Hey, let's take a sneak peek listen to a few minutes of Holy Visitation. And I'm sure that all of our viewers and listeners will agree. And hey, go ahead and leave your comments and we'll get to your comments after we take a preview of Holy Visitation from North Palm Worship. I'm consumed with the thought of you walking into this room I'm consumed with the thought of you using this vessel to move through. I'm consumed with the thought of you bringing heaven to earth. I'm consumed with the thought of you making a glorious turn. We need a holy
Well, the comment board lit up, and I thank you for all the viewers that have just joined us. You are watching the Raven's Heart live stream. If you're catching us up on YouTube here, go ahead and click that little subscribe down at the bottom. And we've got so many comments that I want to go through. Let me go ahead and take the banner off here because we have to do something. This is a tradition that we have at Raven's Heart, and I know that Jermaine is probably waiting for this to happen. You see, I only get to make some of the decisions around here. I have have a producer that kind of really helps me out uh, with, with what we do. And he is my Boston Terrier, Mac the Metal Dog, and he totally approves of Holy Visitation. Uh, he spends a lot of time in the studio with me. As a matter of fact, the other night I was over at the post-production desk and I hear all this noise over on this side and I see him moving the camera out of the way so that he can take a nap right by the studio desk. I was like, no, Mac, we're not doing that. So Holy Visitation, totally Mac the Metal Dog approved. Did you ever think that your worship song would be approved by a metal dog? <laughs> <laughs> Dream come true. <laughs> well, here we, we talk about heavy music. We talk about heavy theology. And really, it's the content and it's the spirit that we are really addressing in the music that we take a listen to, that we talk about. And this is, it's packed. It's just jam-packed with heavy theology. Just so anointed, just like Lance Henderson uh, wrote in just a second ago. Michael... Uh, um, Michael Turley, Holy Visitation, how holy was it? That is awesome. Michael was here with us just a um, here a uh, couple weeks ago. Um, let's see here. Joey Smith, what an anointed voice. Great song. Um, Christina Windham, one of my favorite songs, so powerful. Casey Foster, so good. Regina says, I know the Father's heart is pleased. Jimmy Hong says, thank you for writing a beautiful song. So true. We need a holy visitation. Melissa says, such a powerful song, that bridge from Gabriel. And Regina says, says absolutely beautiful. Um, Jermaine says, being consumed with the very thought of the Father's presence, I am created to worship you in total spirit and truth. Um, I was just playing the song three minutes ago from Maria. And then Gabriel says, or Gabrielle says, literally my favorite song. So, uh, real quick question here. Um, oh, Joe, here we go. We've got two more comments. Joey, I can relate to the Mel Dog. I'm a worship leader and a singer in a Christian rock band tricord. Joey, yes, welcome to the live stream. And then we have our good friends from the Rugged American Flag Company, inspirational and powerful. Before we go to the next track that I want to take a look at tonight, can you explain to us what a holy visitation is? What do you mean by that? Uh, a genuine encounter with God. So like that night, like having your heart so tender towards God that like any moment, like you might, he might not, like I said, come in with this like cloud, looks like a haze machine coming down. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't always look like that. It doesn't always look like a burning bush. Sometimes it's just your heart is like being tugged and like, I just need to go pray. I need to um, clear my mind of all the other opinions and all the other things. And sometimes it's just right then, right there. It, you know, you just feel his presence in the room sometimes, you know, but it's just something extraordinary from, you know, divine good God. And he is just wanting to visit his people in a special way. And a lot of times we're so always busy with our social media, with our phones, with our emails, with everything else, Life. that our hearts, our minds, our souls have no room 
to even hear what the spirit of God is saying. And so that's a holy visitation is when the the manifested presence of God is evident and may not be like, you know, you actually see him, which I'm believing many people will. You know, I've, I've heard so many testimonies of people, you know, where they've encountered Jesus. They actually saw him. So amazing things. They've seen angels. They've seen so many things, but you may not see those things, but maybe you feel those things. Maybe, you know, your, your, your spirit, your, your soul is, is, is just, aware of the presence of God. And so it's not a one size fits all. God encountered his people in the Bible differently. Yes. He encountered Moses differently than he encountered David. He encountered David differently than he encountered Paul, who was Saul. He encountered John differently. Every single person had a had a had a one-on-one -on -one encounter that was special. And so I believe that God wants to have that same one-on-one -on -one encounter with us, but we have to be yielded. We have to be available. We have to be able to, to give him the space for that. And in our Western culture, that's what the cry of my heart was that, you know, I'm consumed with this thought that God would just walk into this room. Like if he just genuinely, right where you are, just walked in. Everything I mean, changes. Your jaw would be on the floor. First of all, you'd probably be mm -hmm. crying on the floor. Like, you know, no one has the words, like the genuine, like experience like that. And so I was so consumed with that thought. Like, you know, it was so, that was it. the expectation in the upper room. The expectation was that the Holy Spirit was going to fall. And so they were waiting in expectation. And sometimes we come to church, we're not even expecting to encounter God. Mm. We're not even expecting to receive yeah something we're not even expecting to give anything yeah. we're not expecting much and i'm i'm just like let's get back to that place where we actually expect god to show up and show out in miracles and signs and wonders and for hearts to get healed identities to be healed there's no confusion in the presence of god yeah. and so he's not the author of confusion and so i'm just excited because i feel like this is a special time where god's going to reveal himself in a holy which means set apart way than he's ever done in the history of the earth. I believe the, the Welsh revival, the first great awakening, the second great awakening, the Jesus movement, all of these were, were special outpourings. And I believe we're on the, the cusp of something even greater yes. because we're just in need of it. Amen. Amen. You know, as I was preparing, I started uh, like holy visitation. We often think about that, and this is something that I discovered. We often think about that as, and appropriately so, God visiting us who have been washed in the blood, who have been redeemed by Him, who have been supernaturally transformed by His resurrection, okay? Again, I want to go back and help people understand. We are not talking about religion. We are not talking about tradition. We are talking about real encounter with God, supernatural, real. He still does that today. I want people to understand that. And... God showed me and in a couple different ways that he also gives holy visitations to those that are not saved. Yeah. And we go back and we take a look at scripture at the Tower of Babel where he showed up to see what was going on. He, yeah. he visited that area to see what was happening. And of course, it didn't turn out good for those that were building the Tower of Babel. It's like, no, this is not good. And 
you know, that was the end of that. And then we had the confusion of the languages. Um, but he visited Paul, Saul, before he was converted, like you were just saying. And I believe that he does that with everybody. And one of the things that I started praying this week for those that I know who need to have that encounter with Jesus to come to salvation, I've started praying for them that they have a holy visitation, that yeah. they see and hear Jesus knocking at the door and they let him in because it is so necessary right now. All of this is real. This is not something that we're just making up. It's something that we experience. I am here because of supernatural experience, not only being born again myself many, many years ago, but also, too, you were talking about uh, the brain tumor. I am a brain tumor survivor myself. I needed to have it. It was painful to go through. It was a horrible experience. I needed it because before I had it and before I was completely healed, I was a spiritual jerk. Okay, and we would not be here doing this tonight if it were not for that. And Joey Smith says, God's moving in a great way, and I believe he will use you guys for a mighty work. Uh, we also have Jim Stanton, and he is from the band Rock of Salvation out of Joe. We got my rocker friends here tonight. He says, what's going on? Hope all is well joining the live stream tonight. So God will visit you. God will, you know, pray that, you know, Pray for that encounter with God. He wants us to have that every day. That's that's our purpose in being is to relate to and to have fellowship with him. This, again, this is all real. So let's go to the next track that I want to talk about because I find this one very interesting. It's called You Make All Things Beautiful. And what I find very interesting about this track is that it's got some groove to it so can, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what this song is about and how the music or the style of music you how you believe that enhances the message yeah um so uh the song is written by deborah myself ivana and abdiel and dallas together correct and so um I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out please forgive me uh but um yeah it's a it's a collaborate song and um you know when we started working on it uh i think it was just an acoustic guitar in the beginning and we were going through lyrics i remember being so tired that night at the songwriting session that feeling like man i had worked all day but i was like i'm not gonna miss it and um the song really formed itself and at first i don't think it really had that uh that groove. that groove that you're talking yeah. about um, and there was a time I would say too, even, you know, like maybe, I don't know, some years ago where maybe you might not hear that kind of groove or something of that nature in music that would be considered praise and worship or worship music or anything of that nature, uh, or corporate worship. And, uh, you know, that was something that we've always challenged ourselves. When we say no boxes, it just isn't just in, you know, our relationship with God, it's in our writing and things of right. that nature too, because, uh, something Deborah taught me years ago, because he's the God of everything, he can speak through anything. And, uh, you know, you'll hear people even today make comments based off of um, songs like, I listen to it for the groove or the beat or something of that nature. And it wasn't necessarily, I think, planned that way, but it turned into that. And right. as we just continued to cultivate it, um, you know, yeah. Really and when it. we first started writing it, it was mainly to be a song 
of praise um, to understand how he takes horrible situations, yeah. he takes horrible things, and he makes them beautiful, he makes them glorious. And then talking about we'll sing, we'll shout, we're going to make our praises loud, we can't hold it in. Like to have that explosive type of praise. So many times we're like boring Christians <laughs> and we have to have like that, that sound of praise. We have to like, we're excited that we, we, first of all, have breath in our lungs, that we are still alive. All of us shouldn't be here right now. And we're, we're still alive. We're still here. We're, we're still, um, we have breath in our lungs. You know, I love the, um, the South Carolina state motto, dumb spear of spirit, where it says, yes. well, I breathe, I hope. Yeah, and that's so that's basically, um, where, you know, even the bridge where it says, um, we wanted people, we wanted kind of reference the scripture that says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So the, the bridge kind of goes, um, our okay. faith grows a little bit higher as our praise gets a little bit louder. And so sometimes we could talk ourselves out of faith. We can talk ourselves out of hope. We can talk ourselves out of, we're really good at being um, critical, cynical, faithless people that's very natural it's very easy it's harder to release the word of god to release praise when we don't feel like it to increase our faith exactly but that is what you know mature christians do that's what the the first century church did you know they were getting persecuted when then they you know the lord used that to spread the gospel and they scattered about but you know i just believe that that song was you know it it was written to really elicit that response that praise and worship response you know i can't hold it in like let's get to that realization that he's just so good we can't hold it in nor should we right? nor should we absolutely he's absolutely good he is good. And, you know, Deborah, criticism and cynicism are not fruits of the Spirit. Nowhere do I see that in the book of Galatians or any of the epistles of Paul. <laughs> and it's not, and the great thing is we, we can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit so we can have 24-7 access to the fruit of the Spirit. And just because of our personality, that's not an excuse for us not to tap into the fruit of the Spirit. You know, and that's what's really hard to live the Christian Christ follower life and still be human (laughs) so it's tough and as you get older and more mature in the faith you realize how tough it is you know when i was first born again i was kind of ignorant i thought i had arrived and knew everything and now that i'm getting a little bit older longer in the tooth and gray in the hair it's like this isn't as easy as i thought it would be and it's like man my yeah yeah i start i start finally understanding what paul said it's like okay, I, my, I do these things that I don't want to do and the things that I want to do, I don't do. My spirit's warring against, totally warring against the flesh. Um, we have a comment from Pamela who says, wonderful. She's really excited about this. And Jermaine is really loving what we're doing tonight. He wrote, um, these comments just came in about um, Holy Visitation. He said, I am so excited. Thank you, Jesus, for such a beautifully intimate song. So really striking a chord with some fellow musicians and artists. Well, let's take a listen to uh, You Make All Things Beautiful. I really like this song. So check this out.
Oh my, we are getting the comment board lit up. And if you guys can just hold on with me, because we're just going to go as long as the spirit takes us with this. There is no time limit on this. I'm not doing a 45 minute podcast, 30 minute podcast or hour. We're just going to go as the spirit leads because people are being ministered to. And it's really, really exciting uh, to see what's going on. So let me go ahead and take the ticker off down at the bottom. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of these comments that we've got going on here. There's the button up there. Okay. So Jim Stanton says that was awesome from Georgia from the band Rock of Salvation. Loved it. Then we've got Jenny Bonilla, my favorite part of this song as well. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Yolanda says, amen. Thank you for joining us, Yolanda. Joey says, like this song, it's got a plant shaker vibe. And then my friend Jermaine, okay, I, I think he's buying tickets or filling up gas in the car right now to be here on Sunday. Yes, I have to come to Charleston. Yes, Jermaine, you do have to come to Charleston. You have to you have to experience this. Hey, and the Rugged American Flag Company, uh, this is a very interesting comment, very pertinent to what we were talking about just a minute ago. Christianity is not a nine to five job that you can just punch a time card on. It is 24-7 every time you breathe in and breathe out. It's, it's a career. And if you've ever met Scott, who owns the Rugged American Flag Company, you would be able to see very quickly that for him, it's not a nine to five job. One of the most humble, one of the most genuine believers I have had the privilege of working with. Just just an awesome, awesome guy. And check out the Rugged American Flag Company too. He's got some great products there. But you know, I really, it's so cool that you guys broke the mold in this with, with the style of the music and, and what you did. Because one of the things when we first started this podcast and live stream three years ago uh, was we were really trying to help people understand that all things are created by God. The devil didn't create a single thing. What the devil's done and what we've done in our, in our flesh is we've just taken it and we've perverted it is, is what happens. And I get a lot of eyebrows raised a lot of times when people are like, well, you're a Christian podcast live stream but you use the raven well the raven was created by god and that's the god the the bird of the prophets that god uses to represent the prophetic in a lot of ways and the devil didn't create that and witchcraft just stole the raven and it's time to reclaim that god created everything and it's a matter of having that maturity and that discernment to understand its proper place in god's kingdom and that comes with walking with God, like you were talking about. And one of the other things I like about this is it's a diverse song. It's very different from Holy Visitation, but it's just as anointed and spirit-led. Diversity, it's important in worship. Uh, you know, we as people, we can get into the rut of, okay, first three, first three uh, stanzas, um, repeat after me, sit down, pray, get up. You know, we get into the rut, we get into the religion. Um, and it's not very diverse. Or then there are the books that I'm very familiar with of, well, if it's sacred music used in a worship service, it must have these chord structures, must avoid these beats, must do this. And all the Gnosticism and the Phariseeism that's involved with it is enough to drive you out of your tree. Um, diversity. How is diversity important in worship? Well, I mean, we're created in the image of God. And so... All of the people on the earth, I mean, all the different people groups, all the different races, all the different cultures. I mean, they're all 
made in the image of God. So our God is a very diverse God. Like he, yeah. he, he doesn't, you know, fit into just one of those categories. And so I feel like in the creativity, you know, we just, we, we don't write to fit into like the worship mold. We write from just whatever we feel creatively, you know, to an expression to give back to the Lord. So, you know, all of the songs pretty much are, are, are different. They don't necessarily fit into a mold. Yeah. Um, I think uh, another way of looking at diversity is one of the things that you'll see as a theme throughout the scriptures is, is unity. And a lot of times when you hear unity, it's kind of, you know, it could be looked at as like robotism, like unity, like everybody's the same or uniformity, uniformity right? Yeah. Or something of that nature. And so like, um, you know, I think, I believe it was Bill Johnson that said uh, that true unity is only found in the depths of diversity. And, um, you know, that's something that's always ministered to me. And that's something that I really feel like even just defines our church. Our church has right. 26, 28, some odd different nations uh, under one roof, which is absolutely amazing. And I've even heard some say that that's a miracle for the South and uh, <laughs> and things of that nature. So, um, but diversity really is a big picture of North Palm. I mean, you've right. all the way up into our, our worship leaders, into our music styles. Uh, we have people that are classically trained, uh, you know, pianists and some that, you know, rock. rocker Rockers. styles and, 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 and even like, uh, like salsa style music and stuff like that. And, yeah. and it's all, it's all over the place. And we yeah. just kind of bring our gift together to yeah. make that, that, that new song, that joyful noise unto the Lord by being exactly who we are created yeah. in the image and likeness. And of in God. the same sense, we also don't try to be different. For the right. sake of being different, right? We just we just try to be authentic, yeah. and however that shows up is how we 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 go after that. Definitely, and and that is worshiping God in spirit and truth. Not only the theological truth that you include in the music about who He is, but the truth of who you are, and that's where the rubber meets the road, and the spirit can really move. Is worship and living without pretense. And we had a great comment from Jim Stanton, and uh, he says this like the rainbow, God's symbol about his grace towards us. There's so many diverse colors in the rainbow, but the rainbow is one thing. You know, we don't talk about, oh, it's a red or it's a yellow or it's a green or it's a blue. We call it a rainbow and it shows all the different colors of the spectrum. And the Rugged American Flag Company, this might be to the commercial plug that I just gave him a few seconds ago, or that's probably to the comments that are being made. He says, amen to everything that's going on. And you know, that's, that's, it's so important for us to remember in that God created everything. God is a God of it, of diversity that we have our limitations and we have our own personal opinions and our likes and our dislikes. And unfortunately, what we do a lot of times is we ascribe, we put words in Jesus's mouth based upon our opinions in a lot of ways. And the example that I like to use, I am not a country music fan. I do not like country music, but God created country music. It's all his. It really belongs to him. And it's the way that we use it and everything like that, too. But I can't go and say, well, country music, you know, is something that the devil created because it's a sound. The sounds and everything that are incorporated with it are 
what God, you know, it's, it's all part of his. And I cannot put words in Jesus's mouth. And Casey is laughing at me um, about the, the country music. And um, she says, talk about it. Now, I do have to say that uh, one of the uh, individuals that was instrumental in my salvation was Carrie Cash, was Johnny, who is Johnny Cash's nephew. But still, I am not a country music fan. Oh, and, and I cannot say that, oh, well, God doesn't like country music because I don't like country music. And we do that so much in the church today and you know for those that are watching and they're like oh man i've got to get to charleston like jermaine how can somebody get to north palm church how can somebody find out more about you how can somebody find out more about the worship ministry well that's awesome well our church's website is northpalmchurch.org northpalm church actually northpalm.org my bad northpalm.org and then our worship uh, website is northpalmworship.com so northpalm.org northpalmworship.com we also have instagram northpalmworship and we (laughs) thanks david (laughs) (laughs) so northpalm.org right there and then we also have northpalmworship instagram we have northpalm church instagram and then we have Facebook. Facebook pages for North Palm Worship as well as North Palm Church that so you can follow, like. We have YouTube channel, North Palm Worship, that you can subscribe to. We release new worship songs every Friday and Saturday. And then we go live for our service under North Palm Worship on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so all of our website, like our address, our emails, all of our contacts. What's going on? All what's going that. on? Our events. That's all going to be found on northpalm.org. So we hope you guys will follow us on YouTube and as well as Instagram, Facebook. Stay connected because we, that's all we're trying to do is advance the kingdom of God and to bring heaven to earth. And just to partner with what God's doing here in Charleston. And it's it's big and it's amazing. That's it. That is so wonderful. Um, so if somebody wants to stream or download Holy Visitation, how can they do that? Where can they find Holy Visitation at? It's on every every stream um, platform. Platforms. So if you have Apple Music or if you just have iTunes, you could download it there. Spotify, um, Amazon. Amazon Music. Um, as well, Google Play, Google Play, all all of, all of them. Whatever you use, just search in Holy Visitation North Palm Worship, and it will pop right up. You'll see the the orange album cover, and yeah, download and enjoy it. Thank you so much. You know, we got one last comment here that I want to get to before I have some announcements to make for all of our viewers and our new viewers, because there's uh, some things that we've got that are really exciting going on. And the comment is from Jim Stanton from the band Rock of Salvation. And he says, I struggled with embracing Telecasters because I dislike country music so much. I like tellies now, though, so but still don't like country. God's working on them. So. <laughs> little by little. <laughs> little by little. Hey, uh, for those of you that really liked what you were listening to tonight, we were talking about diversity. And we were talking about outside of the box. And that's what we do here at Raven's Heart and at Litho's Crime. And what you can do is join me on Saturday. Saturday night for I'm going to be putting on my other hat. I'm going to be joining my good friend Rick at WVVC Utica, New York. And I know that a lot of our viewers don't live there. So you can check it on WVVC uh, Utica.com and you can uh, check out Metal Sharpens Metal starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And I will be joining at 
the 10 o'clock hour. And I think after this edition that we did tonight, we're going to talk about some holy visitations where God has actually showed up in the midst of heavy metal. Interesting. So if you're interested in that, WVVCUtica. That's 88.1 FM and 105.7 FM. And guys, thank you so much for joining us, Deborah and Tim. And thank you to all of our viewers. Uh, if you want to, please go ahead and subscribe to Lithos Cry on YouTube if you're checking us out there. Also, check us out on YouTube, uh, on Facebook. And we have lithoscry.com where you can find out more about what we've got going on over here. And Deborah and Tim, can you just hang on one moment uh, while we... Um, Oh, and uh, here we go. Uh, we got two more comments that I got to get up here. Hallelujah from Regina. I love this. And uh, Norma says, the Spirit of God is the only teacher who conducts the orchestra inside of us at North Palm Family to worship Him in freedom and bring joy. He's the sound maker and the best writer of living life. Absolutely. That is, that's why I love North Palm and what's going on there. And Jermaine, get here quick. Uh Anequa says, and um, I can't read emoji, but that's pretty. Oh, it's clapping hands. Okay, I can see it on this side. There we go, and waving. And Jim says, good night, and God bless you. And Casey says, love you guys. Awesome. Uh, guys, just hang on real quick while we close out of here. I want to talk to you offline, and thank you again. We'll be back next week at 7 p.m. with Lane Meyer. You probably haven't heard of him, but you will, and you're going to love the music that he does because he's just doing it for the Lord and not to make a name for himself. And that's what we like here at Lithos Cry. Till next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Peace out and rock. LithosCry.com.